What's going on, guys? And welcome back to the Eagles Gauntlet Podcast. We're back. Football's back. We're both excited. An amazing week one of the NFL. Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, they got the job done in Atlanta. Yes, they did. And honestly, just pure reaction off the game, like no analysis or anything. Like it, The Eagles looked prepared. They looked like a prepared team. I was really happy with the adjustments that Gannon made in the second half. Overall, it was a really solid team win. And uh, I'm really hoping we get to see more of that Devontae Smith-Jalen Hurts connection because that was just – ah, that was beautiful. It was, a, it was a really great game one. I feel like everybody's got their feet wet. And – yeah, I just look. I just look forward to seeing how this team gels the rest of the year. Yeah, just like the overall thought of it, Nick Sirianni had a game plan and he executed it. The game plan was get the ball out of Jalen Hurts' hands as quickly as possible, get the ball into the receivers' hands in space, get our playmakers in space, and let them go to work. And that game plan worked, and they did that all game long. They made adjustments when they needed to make adjustments. And which is what a good coach does, but his initial game plan worked, his scripted game plan worked, his adjustments worked, and that made me excited to see. And on the defensive side of the ball, Jonathan Gannon's defense came out flat on the first two plays of the game. And I was at the Colts game, so I did not actually watch the game live, but I was seeing the reactions in the Eagles chat, and everybody was like, oh, here's another year of Eagles football. But we let them drive first and goal they were inside of our five yard line on the first two drives we held them the field goals both times we forced two turnover worthy plays on those drives in the red zone by matt ryan so that bend but don't break offense you love to see it but then after that our defense sharpened up jonathan gannon said in the press conference they got back to the basics and we really got going and i I just got to say i don't want to bash on one player but i really got to bash on one player once we got Jannard Avery out of the game on defense, our defense looked a lot better. Jannard Avery was awful. I mean, he was getting blocked by the, the ghost that blocked Daniel Jones and the ghost that Sam Dart looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, one, uh, one, one thing I do want to get into uh, really quickly, uh, Marcus Epps uh, was injured. Uh, the first couple of plays of the game. Uh, I feel like uh, Kevon Wallace came in and stepped in nicely. Uh, we didn't really hear his name too much. Uh, over the course of the game, which is a good thing. Uh, defensive guys, uh, the one thing that did concern me, though, on the defense um, was just the lack of pressure in the first three quarters. There wasn't that many sack opportunities by the front four. I felt like Matt Ryan had a lot of time to throw. But overall, I feel like the back eight, or excuse me, back seven, did really well holding their own in the backfield as well. It's just a little concerning that we couldn't generate some pressure in the first three quarters. The fourth quarter, that's what that's what I really expected out of the front four uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I think the Falcons, they know how good our defensive line is. Jalen Mayfield was a massive liability. He had, I believe, like a 1.2 PFF grade, which, I mean, that's awful. A, a bad PFF grade is like in the 50s. That's a bad PFF grade. An average grade is like in the 60s. You have a 1.2 PFF grade. That's like maybe the worst offensive line PFF grade of all time, which is saying something. And Mayfield's not an awful player. He just had an awful game in his rookie debut. But that goes to show how good our defensive line was. 
And I don't think it was our defensive line that was causing problems in the run game. I think it was our linebackers. And our linebackers were concerning. Jannard Avery did not play a good game. Eric Wilson did not play a good game. Alex Singleton played a solid game, but he was not great by any means. I really think we're missing Davion Taylor because he's that sideline to sideline backer. That if he does take, take that step in the game that he looked like he took in training camp, he could really help that linebacking core out. That's my biggest concern on defense, the linebacking core. But going back to my previous point and your point about not getting pressure, Matt Ryan just wanted to get the ball out quickly, right? We did not allow a play of over 20 yards. And I, a big part of that was, yes, the coverage, and yes, the secondary cover two double high safeties, but our defensive line could not allow them to stay in the pocket for that long. So I liked that. And I, I thought that was a big reason why our defensive line could not get pressure. They just wanted to get the ball out quickly. And they were running it on third and 10, which goes to show that they don't believe they could pick it up in the air because of our defensive line. Yeah. The defense played really well. I was really, I was really happy how they adjusted uh, the Eagles offense in total outscored the Falcons in the uh, three quarters. Um, yeah, the first, uh, the first quarter though, I mean, the, the defense looked a little shaky. I got a little worried and then, uh, the it all came together it was good. They held the, they held the Falcons to two field goals the whole game, which was great. I think it's a step in the right direction, but, uh, moving back to the offensive side of the ball as well. The offensive line was really impressive for me, uh, through, through this game. Uh, Jalen Hurts also used his legs as well. Uh, he threw the ball away when he had to as well, but I'm pretty sure y'all have seen it over social media. I'm actually looking at it right now on Twitter, but that play on the Jalen Rager touchdown by Jordan Mailata absolutely killed him, killed that wannabe defender. Richie Graham ended his career. I mean, my goodness. I That was just an athletic play from an athletic offensive lineman. And, you know, you know, the fact that after the game as well that you got Eagles fans giving him a $20 bottle of champagne to celebrate some beers with Kelsey after the game as well. That's what I like to see. I feel like the energy is back in this team. I feel like there were smiles throughout the whole game. That handshake between Sirianni and Hertz. I mean, my goodness. I mean, this this team just it looks fun. It looks fun to be an Eagle again. Yeah, but before we jump into the deep analytics side of things, which I'm sure we'll jump into, but this is going to be a long episode, so buckle down and get your popcorn, ladies and gentlemen. Just the atmosphere, like you said, Sam, it's exciting. You see you that handshake by Sirianni and Hurts, that just made you think Sirianni's 40. Jalen Hurts is 23, I believe. He's turning. He just turned 23, I believe. He's super young. This is going to be an amazing head coach quarterback duo to grow with and this was their first game together their first game as a head coach in the nfl and their fifth game as a starter in the nfl the whole team was healthy we were healthy our receivers created separation and just the locker room Devonte smith dancing in the locker room which was hilarious because giants players and fans were so mad that they didn't get Devonte smith and Kadarius tony having negative receiving yards and Devonte smith having an amazing game you just love to see it but just the energy, the atmosphere, everybody's excited. Jason Kelsey and Jordan Mailata pop getting champagne and beer from the fans was awesome. And you just love to see it. Everybody wants to play and they want to be an Eagle. And that's something that is a Philadelphia Eagle fan. 
and Philly sports in general, that's a big thing that Philly sports is proud to like is a fan. That's just something that Philly fans take passion in. And take yeah. Passion. I agree with that a hundred percent. Like even in, even in like the little um, projection slides that or projection slides. I don't know what I'm talking about. The uh, montages, excuse me. I don't know why I couldn't think of montages there. In the montages in the game, all you're seeing is smiles on the bench. You're seeing smiles with each other. Like it's, I feel the culture of this team is different. I think there's a whole new energy and culture surrounding this team. And I actually cannot wait to see the future uh, of this team. Yeah, I'm excited, and our coaching staff is young. Nick Sirianni is a rookie head coach. He's hopefully, if he is what we think he is, and he is after that game, if we're being honest here, he's going to be a great coach. He's our franchise coach. He's the coach that Eagles fans wanted Doug Peterson to be. And then looking at Jonathan Gannon, he is the next great defensive coordinator. He His defense was one of two defenses this weekend to not allow, to not allow a touchdown and the only defense in the NFL to not allow a play of 20 or more yards. Just let that sink in. The Eagles were the best defense in the NFL. They did not allow a play, a drive of over six plays after the first two drives of the game. And it looked a lot better than it did last year. A big part of that was getting Steven Nelson as a second boundary corner or Darius Slay. Steven Nelson had himself a day a very good corner, one of the better starting corners in the NFL. Darius Slay still has it. Anthony Harris did struggle on the back end. He wasn't noticeably bad, but his PFF grade was shocking. But let's talk about Javon Hargrave. He was unblockable. He was flat out unblockable. Two sacks, two tackles for loss. He had an amazing day. And Josh Wett had a great PFF grade as well. He did not get any sacks. He was great as a run defender which is a big improvement because that's an area he struggled at last year. But he got pressure on Matt Ryan and forced Ryan to get rid of the ball. So I'm excited what we saw with that defensive line. Obviously, Fletcher Cox had a big game. He was double teamed most of the game. One one thing that I do want to uh, take a look at here as well, um, just going by, by the numbers here. Uh, in this 32-6 to six win, guess how many Eagles offensive players – uh, if you're not looking at the numbers, LJ, guess how many Eagles offensive players had over 100 yards? 100 or over? I believe it was just one with Miles Sanders. Well, if you're considering if you're considering rushing and passing, then yeah, or uh, receiving, then yeah. But on the day, Sanders 74 yards rushing. That's it. I mean, yeah, granted he had the 39 uh, yards receiving, but that puts them over 100 for the day. Uh, but what I mean by, like, just the offense was so spread out that there wasn't any need for a guy to be in the 100s and receiving or 100s and rushing. Like, the offense was really spread out. I was surprised to see Kenneth Gainwell getting some carries over Boston Scott. I was just shocked we didn't see Boston Scott at all in that game. Not a single he didn't, snap. He didn't play one single snap. And ultimately, I was I was really impressed to see as I for sure thought that some some eagle would have a over a hundred yards receiving or a, over a hundred yards rushing. No, that's how spread out and well coordinated this offense was that we did.
didn't even need to see a guy in the 100 range for rushing or receiving. Like the offense looked really, really good. Yeah, they look balanced. And we have guys that can go over 100 yards. Miles Sanders hit over 100 yards from scrimmage on the day. But if we're looking at just rushing, only 15 carries for 74 yards, 4.9 yards per touch. Kenneth Gainwell, 9 carries, 37 yards, a touchdown, over 4.1 a touch. Jalen Hurts had 7 carries for 62 yards. In total, that is 31 carries for 173 yards and one touchdown. And I feel like Honestly, we didn't run the ball enough. I feel like as the season goes on, we're going to run the ball a lot more. And also that doesn't take into account the screenplays. We had five or six screenplays to our receivers or Dallas Goddard that are essentially just runs on the outside. The first three plays of the game were essentially outside zones that are counted as a pass play to Quez Watkins. So that's another thing. Just get the ball in your playmaker's hands and let them do the rest. And the defense did not who know who is going to touch the ball on any given play with Jalen Hurts' rushing ability. With Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders, we played some 21 personnel with two backs and one tight end, which I like to see that because both Sanders and Gainwell can receive out of the backfield. That adds another element to this offense. Both of them can pass block. Both of them can run. I really like what we saw there. And Kenneth Gainwell... He reminds me of a young Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, at this point in his career, he runs with power. He runs with physicality. He runs through people. That was something he did not have early in his career, but that's something he's developed. Gainwell does not really run through people. He falls forward, but he relies on his elusiveness and his quick burst and his decisiveness. I think as his career goes on, Gainwell will get stronger. Mm -hmm. And staying touch on the offense too, I was really impressed with how Jalen Hurts played. In this game, I feel like uh, I feel like they used his legs. I feel like they didn't use his legs enough in this game, but I feel like they did incorporate Jalen Hurts' legs somewhat in the game plan. I mean, overall in the day, 27 to 35, 264 yards and three touchdowns. That'll that'll definitely get it done in my book. I mean, that's a great stat line. Two mistakes from Jalen Hurts that I want to talk about, and they weren't even mistakes. They were just not the best thrown balls were on the big bomb that Ertz down the right sideline. He had Ertz for a touchdown. He threw up behind Ertz. And I think a big part of that is just a young quarterback not wanting to let it rip. And I think he did not want to overthrow Ertz. But that's something that will come with time. The other one was on third down. He threw it at Goddard's feet. I think Goddard kind of got tangled up with the defensive back a bit. But I think Ertz could have put that more on Goddard on his base. Goddard, big target. We'll go get that. Those are the only two throws that hurts missed on all day not a single turnover worthy play he had one fumble and the one bad snap by kelsey which gotta clean that up but i'm overall very happy with what jalen hurts did the one problem i saw in this offense was the pre-snap bounties we had a ton of pre-snap bounties well i think that just that'll get fixed with time the starters did not play in the preseason besides a couple drives that'll get fixed with time Three veterans on the right side, three all pros on the right side. That won't be a problem going forward. But I think that's Sirianni's biggest concern right now, that and how the linebackers will cover Kyle Shanahan's uh, play action game. Mm -hmm. And also one more thing on Jalen Hurts, too, that, again, was just there was just a little um, there was just this just this is super nitpicky. 
Just got to put a little bit more air on that ball to Zach Ertz. It was wide open. I think he kind of gotten a chunk more of yards on that play. It was just a little underthrown to Zach Ertz. That's why he had to make a diving gr- or a kind of a cradle grab on the ground. I don't really think he caught the ball, but that's another story uh, for later. But again, that's just the most nitpicky, like n- super, super nitpicky. That's that's it. I I I learned that. I was really happy. I was really happy with how the Eagles played and how Jalen Hurts played. Yeah. So also I want to go back to your previous point you mentioned a few minutes ago about not using Jalen Hurts' legs enough. When I watched the Ravens game, Lamar Jackson is an amazing talent, but he takes way too many hits. I think they used Jalen Hurts' legs perfectly. He did not take any hits, did not take a single shot at all, which is great. You don't want your franchise quarterback taking hits. Yeah, Jalen Hurts can get you 150 yards rushing, but we don't need that. We He's much more valuable on the field and rushing for 50 yards on five carries than getting banged up and rushing for 15 yards or 150. I'd much rather have Hurts on the field with a franchise quarterback, which he certainly looked like it today, and he certainly has all the traits to be it, especially with the arm talent he displayed, 76% completion percentage. Just keep him on the field. His rushing ability needs to be a second kind of attack to his passing ability, which I think it was. When Jalen Hurts scrambled out of the pocket, he ran out of the pocket to throw it downfield. He did not run out of the pocket to run the football. He did run a few times, but he did not take hits. So I like to see that. So that about wraps up today's episode of the Eagles Gauntlet podcast. Sam and I gave our – reactions to the Eagles 32-6 routing over the Atlanta Falcons in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Sam, do you have any last words before we hop off for the day? Uh, no, just make sure to uh, take a just make sure to keep your eye out for our preview for the upcoming game uh, against San Francisco and we'll also go into mostly we'll talk about uh, you know the NFC, the rest of the NFC East taking L's. Eagles run the East right now, baby. That's all we like to see. So, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode of the Eagles Cult of Podcast. Fly, Eagles, fly. Good night.